What up, world? It's your past first point guard and Trailblazers reporter, Mike Richmond. You're listening to another episode of Locked on Blazers, one of the Locked on Podcast Network, available wherever you get podcasts and also on YouTube. Thanks for making this show your first listen every day. It's free on all platforms, five days a week. The only daily Trailblazers podcast. So why not start your day listening to Locked on Blazers? Make it your first listen. It's Locked on Blazers, your team every day. And today is a fun one to be listening because we are joined by none other than the radio voice, maybe even just straight up the voice of the Portland Trailblazers, Travis Demers. Travis, thanks for joining us. How are you doing? I'm great, Mike. Thanks so much for having me on, man. I, uh, I listen to your podcast a lot. You do an awesome job. So thank you for having me. Well, hey, hey, I really appreciate that. Also, probably the first guest to rival me in terms of uh, mem- background memorabilia. So you love to see it. You love to see it. It's it's now a competition. All other future guests will be judged by Travis's basement. As they should be, man. I mean, so I, I we moved into our new house in May and I've had all this stuff up like in my garage and stuff. And now I finally have an office. There you go. I can actually put stuff up. So like this is this is my man cave slash office and uh, I'm pretty pretty happy that I have this space. Uh, I did not know that you were such a big Pittsburgh Pirates fan. I am. I my father grew up in the city of Pittsburgh and um, I was a Pittsburgh sports fan because I grew up in North Carolina and the Carolina Panthers and the Carolina Hurricanes did not exist when I was a kid. So we didn't have that stuff. Uh, we and still don't have a baseball team. So yeah, I'm a Pittsburgh sports fan at awesome. heart. Also, uh, for those of you listening on audio, what a push to join the video world. Check us out on YouTube so you can see what we are talking about. Uh, Today, Travis is here to talk about the biggest story in the NBA, the absolute thing that is just tearing the internet apart. I am talking about none other than Gary Payton is going to be reevaluated in two weeks by the Portland Trailblazers. The team announced today that Gary Payton will be missed the upcoming six-game road trip and will be reevaluated after that one. That ends November 12th at Dallas. And the Blazers have another four-game break. They have two four-game breaks in the first two months of the season. What a world. So their next game following the trip would be November 17th. Um, Chris Haynes reported that Gary Payton wasn't going to return back by the November 15th. Seems like the team is targeting that November 17th date. What will that, what will the return of GP mean to the Blazers? Man, it's, it's, it's so many things, right? And I, I asked coach about that today. Just what's it going to look like when he comes back into the lineup? And he said, we don't know because right. we haven't seen him play with, with these guys. He's been out there a little bit in some practice. I've seen him out there, you know, in, in some drills, uh, a little bit of five on five. He's not doing too much, but he is arguably the best on ball defender in the NBA say arguably because there, there are a number of guys that you can say the same thing about he's here so we'll say he's the best on ball defender of the nba he's certainly in the conversation certainly in the absolutely conversation. but you, you look at the defenders that are there right now and the way this team has progressed defensively you know with, with justice winslow has been a very good defender jeremy grant obviously um josh hart Anthony simon's been better so you add another guy who can defend multiple positions um and Watching him kind of be a um, that leader quarterback defensively in some practice situations, going all the way back to training camp, he he knows how to play the position. He knows how to defend. And you look at some of the issues that there have been early in the season. There haven't been many, and the ones that are there aren't as glaring because they're winning. Right. But sometimes there are some three point shots that are open. There have been some straight line drives, things like that. So if you have you know whatever the combination is, if you have Gary Payton the second out there with Jeremy Grant. And, you know, Yusuf Nurkic on the back line, even Drew Eubanks, who has been a, a far better defender early this year than I think anybody thought he would be. You know, now you're, you're taking away 
the perimeter, you're taking away the mid-range, you're taking away the rim, and those three different levels being taken away, now you're forcing other teams to move the ball again. And Okay, if it's the Warriors, an extra pass is going to eventually lead to an open pass, but for a lot of teams, it's going to eventually lead to a turnover. Yeah. And I think those things compound each other, right? Like the reason that there's been open threes is because the straight line drives. If, if someone gets beat, you got to help. You help, you're in rotations, you're scrambling, all those things. Like um, there's a cascading effect of just having more better defenders on the court. And I think GP can help. I think people are, are people like f- fans are like, where does he fit? Or like the Blazers are playing yeah. so well, where does he fit? they can just play 10 guys, right? Like they can just, it seems pretty simple. Obviously they want to play nine, but they can, it's not like, it's not a, that's not a big concern on for me. Is it a big concern for you? No, I don't think so. I mean, you, you look at the rotation, let's say, you know, everybody else is healthy, right? Let's right. say Dame and Josh Hart are healthy. Dame's going to be out uh, and Josh Hart is still up in the air. We probably won't find out until game day for, for the Memphis game, but let's say they're all healthy. Are, are you going to tell me you can't find minutes for one of the best defenders in the NBA? Or if you do, then that means you can't find minutes for Shaden Sharp. I mean, they will find the minutes. They will figure out a way. If that means that Dame plays 33 minutes instead of 37 and Ant the same thing, okay, those, those minutes eventually add up. You know, Josh Hart is also playing a ton yeah, of minutes a lot. right now. He's playing a lot. So if, if those guys are all playing fewer minutes – and let's say Shaden Sharp plays 12 instead of 15. Well, now you're looking at 15, 18 minutes for GP2, which he doesn't need to be out there for 22, 25 minutes. He's not a scorer. So he, when, when he's not on the floor, it's not like your offense takes a hit. It just significantly helps your defense. They'll find minutes for him. They'll figure it out. Yeah, I, I, I 100% agree. Like uh, Justice Winslow's playing like 25 a night. Yeah. Justice Winslow can play 20, right? right. That That's five free minutes that you have. Um, Josh Hart is playing so many minutes because he's an incredible tone setter. Like he's just, he just comes out and plays so hard and sets the tone for what his teammates need to do. That's what GP is like that, that, that will, he can, you can survive the minutes without Josh Hart because you'll have still that tone setter, still that, you know, the under, he's also a really good rebounder. You don't, not sacrificing that. Like, um, yeah, I, I, I am unconcerned about getting GP in the lineup, but I am yeah. super intrigued to see it because um, the best they look on defense is when they have, Hart and Winslow and Jeremy Grant all out there at the same time. Um, it allows them to guard different spots and it's allowed them to put Jeremy Grant on point guards, you know, put length on point guards. They're going to have more options to do different stuff. They might even be able to put out a tiny lineup with four really good defenders plus Damian Lillard. Like they, there's a lot of intrigue. There's a lot of intrigue. Um, so I am circling yeah. November 17th on my calendar. And, and it's interesting too, because the, again, assuming everybody that's been playing is healthy. The first guy off the bench has been Justice Winslow, right? right? So Anthony Simons is coming out and Josh Hart sliding up to the two, Justice Winslow comes into the three. Like you said, that's, that's a terrific defensive lineup. But if GP2 is available now, does that change based on the matchup? I know players like to know when they they're do. coming in. Yeah. And that's, that's key. If I'm the first guy off the bench, I'm coming in at the five-minute mark. I want to know that every game. So maybe that stays Justice Winslow. Maybe that becomes GP2. And maybe that rotation changes up a little bit. But I think that that's going to be one of the more interesting questions, too, because then Anthony will come back in with like two minutes left in the first quarter and, and Dame will come out. And that, that whole rotation, instead of the, the standard Dame plays the first, sits for the first four or five minutes of the second, depending on the game, same thing with the third and fourth, that's changed a little bit. I think it helps keep Dame fresher, too. It has. And, and Chauncey has showed like, you know, when Amphrey Simons was on, 
uh, like next level heater. He just kept him in the game, right? Like yeah, he's not, totally. he's not afraid to be like, yeah, like he, he, you know, he's, he, he gets it. Um, I think, I think last year he really struggled early on with rotations and I think he has dialed it in and like who plays and when is the thing I think is most important that a coach does. And I think Chauncey has gotten much better at that. Uh, and, and it, like you said, comfort is the key for guys, like just letting them know this is your role. This is when you play. When, it, when guys get box scores at, 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 at the end of games, they look at two things. They look at minutes and shots, and they're not going to not look at those things. And right. for, for GP, he's not going to look at shots as much, but he's going to look at minutes and same with Justin Winslow. He's going to look at minutes. Like uh, you, th- that's a balance you got to strike, but I don't think most teams in the NBA play nine. It's easy to play 10. Um, Steve Kerr, Steve Kerr can get away with playing 11, but that's uh, unique to the, to the Warriors. Uh, Let's talk about some of the new guys. Uh, We've, we've mentioned them already, but I want to ask you about a couple of the new ones. Today's show was brought to you by bet online, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your sports action, whatever that action is, you're going to find it. You got college football and pro football all weekend long. Then every single night you got NBA action. If you want to get in on the NBA, there's no better place to do it than bet online where you can bet pregame. You can have in-game parlays. You can parlay multiple games. You can get futures bets. If you want to bet on Damian Lord's MVP chances or Shane Sharp's rookie of the year hopes, it's all there waiting for you on bet online. So go take advantage today. That's bet online where the game starts. All right. So we're still chatting here with Travis Demers, the radio voice of Locked On of the Locked On something. Not quite. He's the radio voice of the Portland Trailblazers. He's joining us. He's joining us here on Locked On Blazers. Um, I haven't had a I haven't had a guest in a while, and I screwed it up immediately, y'all. But luckily, Travis is nice enough to hang around, even if I don't know where he works. Travis, yes, the two the two new guys, Josh Hart and Jeremy Grant, who are playing a, yeah. a ton of good minutes. You could throw Justice Winslow in there too. What have excited you about the new faces? Yeah, I'll start with with Jeremy Grant because I wasn't sure how he was going to fit in. Like when sure. these conversations happened over the summer, and it's like, okay, Jeremy Grant is an option, but so is OG Ananobi. People throwing out John Collins's name out there. You know, the, the things that that turned me off or scared me a little bit about Jeremy Grant. Number one was the rebounding. Yep. Right, because he's he's never been a great rebounder. That's where Josh Hart helps. We'll, yep. we'll get to that in a minute. But you know, the, the things that Jeremy Grant does with his length defensively. And he seemingly always knows where to be, right? I remember when, when Trevor Ariza got here and Michael Holton would point out things to me about the, the smarts that Trevor Ariza had defensively of where to be and the things that he was doing to, um, you know, help direct traffic defensively. That's Jeremy Grant and then some. Like there, sure. there's clearly a veteran presence and he is so comfortable in that role. He knows where to be. And he doesn't, he, of course, he makes mistakes. Everybody makes mistakes, right. but he doesn't make glaring mistakes and mistakes that he makes, he doesn't make very often because of his length. He can get to the rim offensively. You know, the, the game winning shot against the Lakers was a play that was designed for Dame. Well, in the past, if it was, if it was designed for Dame and they couldn't get him the ball, they were going to get him the ball anyway. Right. And he was going to take a contested shot or he was going to pass it off to, you know, CJ, if, you know, when he was here but you knew it was going to probably be a perimeter shot taken by one of the guards or Dame was going to try and get to the rim. Well, with Dame being cut off, now you have a completely different style of offensive play where Jeremy Grant can take over and get to the rim. And again, some players, you won't be able to do that, but you have other guys in the floor who now can take different style of shots. It's not just, well, you know, we're going to double team the backcourt and the Blazers won't be able to do anything offensively. So 
is is Jeremy Grant a you know a superstar offensive player? No, but he is such a good fit because of his length, because of his ability to get to the rim, because of his basketball IQ, because of the things he can do defensively. You know, with, with Josh Hart, um, he's always been a good rebounding guard and obviously small forward. But seeing him, get, you know, get 16 rebounds in a game and 11 the next, like, are you kidding me? Yeah, he's just one him, of the best rebounders in the league. Like, regardless of position, he's the best one of the best rebounders in the league. He's great at it. So that makes up for the fact that Jeremy Grant is not a great rebounder, especially right. when they're on the floor together. And you know, before the season, we were obviously all talking about who's going to start at the three, who's going to start at the three. Well, Jeremy, uh, Josh Hart needs to come off the bench because of his offense. Well, his, his rebounding at the three, he obviously plays bigger than, than his size. His rebounding is a better fit with the starting lineup. Than Absolutely. Be with the bench. And that's one thing that I didn't think about, but it's, it's totally evident now. And he, he flies around, man. I mean, how He's many so plays have, have, you know, I'm, I'm looking at the basket, I'm looking at the ball, and all of a sudden here comes Josh Hart flying into the picture. It's like, oh, where, where did he come from? And he does it all the time on both ends of the floor. Offensive rebounds. Defensive rebounds, getting to the rim. He's not taking threes. And I know yep. some people have said he's, he's being gun shy right now, taking the three. He doesn't have to. He's also right? always been that way. He's, he's yeah. always been, he's not been a volume three point shooter. He wants to get to the cup and he does. Right. And he draws contact and <laughs> yep. he gets to the free throw line. So all of those things, uh, I think both these guys are, are great fits for this team. With Justice Winslow, like the, the first few years of his career, I guess the first six plus years of his career, remember coming out of, out of Duke, he was supposed to be this next big thing, right? And it never happened, right? Yeah, he, 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 had, never, he had a couple years, th- years three and four. It was like, yeah. okay, he might, he's about to take off. And then he got yeah. paid and then he got hurt. And it just, yeah. it never, it never really stuck exactly. around for him. He's been hurt. You know, his, his uh, was that last year in Memphis, he was statistically the worst three-point shooter in the NBA and there were just some things about him that were like, man, this, this is not going well. How long is he going to stay in the league? But, but again, we talk about roles. Yep. Right? And one of the things that I used to say about Evan Turner is that, you know, people were, were upset with Evan Turner that the Blazers gave him so much money and he couldn't hit a shot. Well, that, that's not what Evan Turner does, right? If you watched him in Boston, watched him, that's, that's not what he did. So coming in and asking him to be a three-point shooter – you know, when, when, when you ask somebody to do something that they don't do, you're setting everybody up for failure. So when, when Justice Winslow comes in and, and his role is to be a defender, to be scrappy, he's a much better passer than we all thought, to be a rebounder, to not be a primary, secondary, tertiary op- option offensively, he'll make a couple of threes. He'll get a couple of putbacks, but he's, he's not going to be that volume scorer. If this is what his role is, he is a perfect fit. Oh yeah. In the Houston game is a perfect game for him. It's like he comes in, he takes three shots all night and has seven assists. He's mostly in there because they needed another ball handler to play next to Anthony Simons. He's a, he's a point center, um, in a small forwards body. Like he's, he's just a basketball player. Like you just, you got to get him on the court to let him play. Um, I really like, I've really enjoyed the justice Winslow experience. Um, I don't know how much you've got to talk to him, but he is an incredible interview. Um, I've talked to him very little, right? So strong recommend. He's great. Justice is is one of those guys that's a hard nut to crack. Yep. Right? And you know, I'm I'm I obviously I travel with the team, but I'm not around the players a whole lot. You know, we sit in different parts of the plane. Sometimes we'll take the same buses, but around practice, I'm also surrounded by a lot of people that he knows. Because when I'm there for practices, I'm not there for the, the regular media and stuff. And he talks to the people that he knows. 
And I, I don't want to be that guy who's just butting in. Hey, justice, look at me. Hey, look hey, me. let's we be friends. friends. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I did the, the opportunity hasn't come up. We've, we've talked a couple of times and the times we've talked, he's been really cool. Yeah. He's uh, great. I, I love yeah. him. I, I'm, I'm, uh, I've, I've, Jeremy Grant is, has been, was really bad in his uh, introductory press conferences. And I was like, yeah. you know, from a media standpoint, I'm like, dang it. <laughs> like, like, I just want good talkers. And then I talk, I, like, he's been really good one-on-one. I've been really, I've huge fan of his. Gary Payton has a really fun personality. It was like, this place just seems easy to root for. Like, just like a bunch yeah. of cool, bunch of cool dudes. Yeah. I mean, you, you look around the league and there are some teams that shall remain, remain nameless that are very unlikable. Yeah, yeah, there's one in the news today that is just yeah. one of the most despicable ones. Um, not yeah. the the second biggest news story behind Gary Payton the second. Yeah, it's clearly the second big, and there's a big gap there too. Uh, but there, there are some other teams around the league where it's like, yeah, I, I even if I wasn't working for the Blazers or wasn't Blazers fan, I would not root for that team. I would not root for that team or that team. Is there a reason to not root for the Blazers? I mean, is there is there one guy on the team you're like, man, that guy's the major. You know what? I, yeah, no villains. No, no yeah. villains. Um, right. And sometimes one player can spoil the whole thing for everybody else. Right? Yeah. You know, I'm not going to name names, Dylan Brooks, but there are some guys who spoil the whole thing for, for everybody else. And I don't think the Blazers have that guy. No, they don't have any villains yet. Um, I don't think they really have any potential villains either. I, Nurk has a little bit of it in him, but he's yeah. not as um, he doesn't quite. Um, he's not as he, he's just uh, that's not he wouldn't go that far. He would he would never right. go that far. He wouldn't. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. All right. Uh, we haven't talked about Shaden Sharp. This is a Trailblazers podcast. I think it's illegal that we've gone nearly 20 minutes without mentioning him. So uh, let's yeah. let's close the show. I want to ask you about the rookie. Still a pass first point guard. I'm still Mike Richmond. You are still listening to Locked on Blazers. Still chatting here with Travis Demers, the radio voice of Portland Trailblazers. Shaden Sharp is 19 years old. He has brought a whole bunch of joy. Uh, there is nothing more fun than a dunk on the radio call. He's given you a lot of fun in the first six games. What have you appreciated about the rookie? Yeah, I'll, I'll start with this, though, right? So when, when he was drafted, um, I'd obviously never seen him play. I don't yeah. think most people have ever seen him play. Like, if you can go find some of his old AAU tapes or some of his old film. It's like, okay, those are highlight films. Yeah, those I had never really seen him cool. miss. I'd never yeah, seen him yeah, miss exactly. a basket. By the time he made it to the Blazers, I'd literally never seen him miss. Yeah, 100% in his career since he was five. But, like, I, I didn't know what to expect. So it, it felt like a head-scratcher, right? Like, there, there were other players that you felt like could have helped the team right now. If we were talking about this dynamic of, okay, this team is trying to build a winner right now, why are you drafting a player that hasn't played basketball in a year plus, didn't play in college, that we don't know anything about and your only tape on him is high school and AAU stuff. So that was to me, the, the, the big question about him and then, okay, we'll, we'll, we'll see what he can do in summer league. No, no, we won't. Five minutes in, <laughs> he gets hurt. Yeah. So I, I was down in Santa Barbara for one. I was only there. I only got to see one practice, but I got to see the whole practice. And within five minutes, you could see why they drafted Shane Sharp. It, it wasn't just the athleticism. It wasn't just the fact that, you know, he's got to be careful or he's going to hit his head on the rim. Constantly. It wasn't stuff like that. It was, you know, in drills, watching his hand, um, watching his confidence. He had the same look on his face through everything. All these cliches, right? All these cliches of like, oh, yeah, that guy's got ice in his veins and, and all that stuff. But they're, they're really true about him because for a kid who just turned 19 in May, and it makes me feel old because he, he turned 19 like two weeks after I graduated college. And I'm like, it just makes me feel older and older. The only player in the league who's older than me is Udonis Haslam. And it's like, 
I remember when, when it was, uh, you know, a big deal. Oh my God, but somebody born in the eighties, so young, but uh, enough of that. So just watching this kid who we knew nothing about, you could tell right away. And then in a, a training camp practice or a, a practice after the preseason, before the season started, I know the video got out there on, on social media, but he blocked Ant's shot to end practice to give his team the win against the starters. And he elevated to get up there. Yep. So just the things that he does, like they're, they're not human. He shouldn't be doing that stuff at 19 years old. No. And I was shocked when I saw him out there in the first quarter, right? Because Keon Johnson had been the first guy off the bench in the preseason. All preseason long, every single yeah. game. He was the first sub. So I, I assumed that he'd be the first guy off the bench. And then I see Michael Holton's pointing to me. Shaden Sharp's checking in. I'm like, what? Like, I have to take my glasses off and check them. Like, I was really surprised. And then to see him come out opening night and, and play the way that he did and get an opportunity. I don't know if the Maccabi Ra'anana game gave him some confidence because the first two preseason game, he was out there just kind of, you know, moseying around a little bit, but he he's going to make mistakes. Of course he will. He has yeah. some understanding of some things to still figure out, but I I'm floored by how quickly he is becoming necessary part of the rotation because I didn't, I didn't expect it this early. I don't know if I expected it this year, right. I expected him to play because you've got to get him out there and get minutes, but to be a guy that you can't keep off the floor, I wasn't expecting. I think that's the key, right? Like you said, okay, they're gonna they're gonna find a way to get him in the rotation early, and they got to figure out what they got. And there's there's some sort of just, um, you know, within the franchise, there's some value in getting him run in no, October and November and figuring it out, right? Yeah. And then it, whatever. But now it's like a guy that they spent a bunch of money on this summer is going to come back and play. And you're not talking yeah. about removing the 19 year old from the rotation. And it's not because of some sort of like health, long-term health of the franchise. Cause he's He can hoop. You want him to yeah. play cause he can help. Um, just the competence to be like, you know, he's had some stinkers already, even in, in the first six sure. games, but the competence just to do stuff at a high level, he, really under he's a great cutter he really understands where to be on offense um when the ball's in front of him he's a competitive defender he's still learning all the things that make deep nba defense really really difficult but like he just knows how to play and you couple like that just like clear like understanding of how to play with a freakish athletic profile and you get the nights like against houston where he puts on you know the type of back-to-back -back dunks that um, will be on his highlight reel forever unless yeah. he's a Vince Carter and then there's too many to put on the highlight reel. Yeah. You know, there, there was this one play where he, he's in the corner. It was a home game. I forget which game it was. He's in the corner and he was tightly defended and he takes a jab step, step back, steps back, passes off to the wing and the defender sags off and he steps back into the corner, gets the ball and hits a corner three. That's high level stuff for a kid who's 19 years old. And yep. The confidence to be able to do that, the confidence to go to the rim and finish on a fast break and not just dunk or a crossover step back three. Like it's not just the balls to do that stuff. It's, it's the confidence to do it and to know you're going to make it and make those plays. He's going to miss sometimes, but if that's what we're getting six games into his career, uh, he's, he's going to be pretty fun to watch for a while. Yeah. I've said this a bunch. It's like, he's going to, you're like literally watching him when he plays, learn how to play NBA basketball and yeah. he's already pretty good. So like 50 games in when he like really does start to get it, like we're talking MLK day, you know, end of January. It's like, yep. yeah. Okay. Yeah. I like, I, I, I've seen this enough. I know how, I know what they want to do on offense. I know how I'm going to get my shots. I know what 
I know just like the patterns that I need to be aware of defensively. He's going to be so good. Like he's just going to be so good. Um, He is early in the season. I was worried that the Blazers would be somewhat of a struggle to get excited about not, not outright bad, but kind of just like, yeah, this team's kind of okay. Like they have enough talent and they're just okay. Shaden Sharp is worth watching every night because he's so damn fun. And he's like the yeah. seventh best player on the team or eighth best player on the team. Like he's, um, they're worth tuning in just because he is going to bring you something you haven't seen. And he's pretty far down the death chart or still right now. Yeah, totally. Like uh, a play that should have been an over and back that Keon Johnson makes the hustle play on and Shaden's right there trailing him. Like that's not something you see every year in right. the NBA. And, you know, you get two young players making that play early. Like it's, it's fun because you never know when he's going to make a play. Exactly. Keon, Keon Johnson is a phenomenal athlete. Like he is in the top, like 10% of the league in athletes, maybe higher. Like he is a phenomenal athlete. Shane Sharp totally dwarfs him. He doesn't, he is not even in the same sphere as, as as Shane Sharp. And he's truly one of the best athletes in the, in the league of the 450. He's one of the best of them. And Shane Sharp is just a full cut above. Um, Greg Brown is one of the best athletes in the league, like an absolute freak leaper. No question that Sharp jumps higher. Like it's um, after that game to see his teammates be so excited about him to be like, that's fun. Like watch turning your teammates into fans is like um, that was as enjoyable. That was just a really, a a truly special moment. Yeah. And and Ant who, look, Ant's won a slam dunk contest. We know that he can get up. And when he's talking about, uh, yeah, I don't have the, the most balance in the team anymore. That tells you something when a guy is admitting that. Yeah. When he's like, oh yeah, that's him. Um, you know, there was the television interview on the broadcast with Lamar and Kevin where GP, they're like, who would win? Who's going to win the dunk contest at FanFest?" And he's like, Shane Sharp, what are you talking about? And it was kind of before fans had really seen it, you know, like yeah. we knew what it was like, but GP's like, what? <laughs> like, what? Like if you saw no what context. we saw, you would know. Exactly. Yeah. Travis, thank you so much for uh, joining the program. Uh, listeners, if it, Maybe you don't know this, but if you subscribe to NBA League Pass, you can get the audio of every team in the league, including Travis's call of the games. And it's cheap. It's cheap. I know many of you are struggling to figure out how you are going to tune into games. Strong recommend for League Pass audio so you can listen to Travis's call. It's a whole bunch of fun. He'll get you closer to the team, and that is what it's all about. Yeah, my my parents listen back to every game in New York, and uh, it's 10 bucks for the season. 10 bucks for the season and you get every single team in the league. It's, it's a fantastic deal. Travis, thank you so much for joining the program. Yeah, of course, Mike. Thanks so much for having me. We'll have to do it again. Indeed. Dear listeners, tell your friends about the show. Listen, like subscribe, whatever, all that stuff, all that stuff helps the show. But the best way to grow a podcast feed is for you who are listening to this right now to tell your friends who also like the team to listen to lockdown blazers. People find out about podcasts by word of mouth. So the best way to advertise and support the show is to tell your pals. Come back and listen. Uh, Blazers play this evening. This is a Wednesday, November 2nd show. This evening, they play the Grizzlies. We'll have a show after that one. We'll have a show Friday previewing the six-game road trip. Five days a week, available wherever you get podcasts, the only Daily Trail Blazers podcast. So tune in, make your first listen every day. Tell your friends to do the same. How about you make your second listen? Locked on Sports Today. It is the 22-minute program covering all of the biggest stories across all of the major sports networks. Peter Bukowski gets you caught up on everything you need to know. So if you want to find out what the heck is going on in that uh, certain borough of New York, he'll, he'll get you caught up. Doug and Adam will have you caught up on, on whatever is going on in that particular borough. I appreciate you listening. 
I'll talk to you soon.